in host mode. Hold on. Okay. All right. Welcome. Welcome one. Welcome all to the Soda Pop Podcast. I am your host today, Tyler Hankins. It is a pleasure to be on your screen right now or your phone right now. Thank you for listening. And we're going to have an amazing episode today. It's season three, episode 15. And I have here with me today, I have the amazing award-winning journalist, Florence City Councilwoman of District 4, the Director of Communications and Marketing herself. Let's all give a warm soda pop welcome to Miss Michelle Eubanks. Hi, Tyler. Wow, thank you. That was very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so listen, I want you to just give us a Tell us about you and like what your current doings are right now and what's going on in the world of Miss Michelle Eubanks. Like, tell us like, you know, how you got your start and like just where you are today, basically. So sure, um, you know, in the introduction, you know, it, when you find somebody in their introduction, it's like where they are at the moment, but you make a good um, question. You pose a really thoughtful question and it is where you came from. And so, I have my bachelor's in, um, I have a double major in English and professional writing from the University of North Alabama. So I am an alum um, from the late 90s. And um, I went to Mississippi State. So I have a graduate degree in English from Mississippi State. And so that communication background has allowed me to have the careers that I've had. Um, and so initially after graduation, I worked for um, more than a decade at the Times Daily and I completed my tenure at the Times Daily as an investigative journalist and I covered the university. I covered, um, I covered a religion beat, if you can imagine that. We had a, a very stout staff at the time and we did a lot more enterprise pieces, I think, than are covered today simply because of staffing issues. So I was, I was very fortunate to have, um, have a very broad beat, but also one that I could really dig into some stories with. And, and that is how I used that degree to, um, to become the journalist that I was and to win the awards and to do the different things that I did and to learn as much as I did and travel and, and interview some incredible people. So whenever I encounter student journalists today, I tell them that the best advice I can give you about how to interview someone is that it should feel like a conversation. Um, it should flow um, organically from what you and I are talking about. And, you know, as the interviewer, you know, you guide and direct the flow of the conversation. And so that then transpired. Um, I left the Times Daily in 2011. I moved into a marketing and community relations role for a local hospital. So that I was still using my communications background, still very heavily involved and active in the community. Um, that is when I really began my, um, my love and roles of volunteerism within the community. Um, when you're a journalist, you have to maintain a level of objectivity. And when I didn't have that uh, barrier anymore, and I could participate, I, I then ceased to just be an observer and became a participant in my community in a different way. And so I did that for about seven years. And then um, I moved into um, a, a more corporate role uh, into a local flooring company as their uh, marketing director for North America. And then from there, I came to the University of North Alabama as their communications and marketing director. And so 
obviously words and the written word and the spoken word and how you and I communicate um, have always been a part of the careers that I've had and that foundation began at UNA. So it's become full circle. Um, and back quickly to my life in the community, it was in 2016 that um, former professor, College of Business professor, Dr. Barry Morris, who was at the time the representative for the district, District 4 in the city, he approached me and asked me about my interest and my level of interest in being the council person to um, succeed him. And I was just at a council meeting for, you know, some other random business. I don't even remember what it was for. And he said, hey, let me call you. And he came, he came to visit with me and he approached the topic with me. And I was like, you know, I really hadn't thought about it, but it seemed like the natural next step because I enjoy more than anything helping people. And so when you are at the local level of government, um, the core of that is your willingness to help people and to be a participant in actively making your community a better place to live and work and play. And so that is how that happened. And I, I've run now two successful campaigns for the district. I was just reelected in August 2020. And um, yes, I'm very excited about it because at this point, I'm not a newbie anymore, Tyler. I'm, I'm, I've learned the ropes. I understand how the systems work as far as committees and how you work through that. I know the budgeting process very well. And I really know how to help and get the help for the residents of the district so that when they call me, I can be a, a, a better facilitator of that assistance. And that's really what I see my job as, is a, a bridge is a connector between the city and the residents that the city serves. And that's my role as their council representative. Oh, that is amazing. Oh my goodness. You are just oozing like inspiration. You're getting, you make me feel like I can do anything right now. So thank you. What? <laughs> You're uh, very welcome. Uh, please go volunteer somewhere. Go find a place to volunteer. Go help. <laughs> I will. Yes. And you guys too. You guys do that too. Everybody's listening right now. Let's all make sure in 2021, we go to volunteer to help. Yes. <laughs> okay. Find a way to help. Yes. Um, I did want to ask you like as an aside, you know, I think it's really interesting. What led you to pursue a career in the uh, majors that you selected? Oh, that's a good question because, you know, I, I think we all have what we're drawn to as individuals. Yours is very visual, but also very spoken, and you have a talent and a passion for it. And I bet you've also heard that phrase that if you follow what you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so uh, obviously I have too because I've always been one who loves to read and to write, and that was where I went from very early on in my childhood. And I felt very blessed that, Tyler, I had teachers along the way and then professors when I got to university who saw that and they were able to help hone that passion and help give it direction so that I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't just randomly pursuing something. I was following that passion to its natural end. So today, I still write a lot. I read a lot. I learn a lot as a part of the process. And so, you know, we jokingly said it's been a long week. It's been a long day. But it's also still not necessarily like it's work. You know, like I, I'm, I, am, I am so very fortunate in that it doesn't feel like I hate to come here. I love my job. I love what I do. And I love who I do it for. 
um, what's a better, what's anything better than that? So, and then, I mean, I get paid for it. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's, it's a true, true blessing and a gift. And I'm very thankful for it every day. Um, and I hope it shows in the product when we, when we share the news and the stories that come out of this university. Um, that's what I feel most proud of. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm pretty sure it does. Mm -hmm. Also, as an aside, I'd like to know an off-the-cuff question. Uh, do, since you read a lot, do you uh, have, like, uh, top five favorite books at all? Oh, gosh, that's a, another really good question. Um, <laughs> I, I love uh, Gabrielle Garcia Marquez, 100 Years of Solitude, Love in the Time of Cholera. His are books that I could read and read and read again. And I, I find their stories resonate and they're just, they're just absolutely beautiful. Mm. They're just beautiful. Um, I'm reading one now that I'm really enjoying, um, Americana. Um, it, it's a wonderful book. Um, I'll have to get the name for you for the author, but she's Nigerian and it's just absolutely wonderful. It, it, it digs into all of the themes of, a Nigerian immigrant into America and what her experience at university is like and it's fiction, but you clearly see some connections with the author. And I think it's just, it's marvelously written and portrayed. And um, I love modern, um, um, modern literature, but there's also some classics like uh, prayer for Owen Meany. Can't, doesn't get a lot better than that. That's a great book. You laugh, you cry. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you got me some recommendations now. I'm going to have to pick up those books. Yes, you won't go wrong with any one of them, I assure you. Cool. We're gonna, and I'm, I'll try to post it on the social media too so everybody can everybody can get uh some good uh some good fiction and also some good books and advice cuz that's a really important thing and I do uh think that's really important for like you said like uh, uh for teachers to mold their students and to really take it seriously, you know. I think teachers go really undervalued uh, in a lot of ways, but they're really, 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 really important. Because I mean, like, you know, you're a, you're a walking success story, and I think one of the things that attributed to that, like you said, is when you know your teachers helped and molded you to get you to where you needed to go, so you could see that end. Yeah. And, and and you too have to know that you're a participant in that. That's that's as you know, it's being open to the teaching and what they're trying to help guide you with, and then having people who care. And I guarantee you, you have been the recipient of that too. Of course, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. That's amazing. Okay. And you uh you pretty much answered one of my questions. I was gonna ask you about like your history at UNA, your time there. Can you uh Let's say, can you compare your time as a student? How would you compare that to uh, your time now as an alumni? Like, <laughs> like how would you compare the two? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's crazy. Um, you know, <laughs> I think I was at UNA during what would have been a heyday because it was pre-cell phones, so nobody was taking pictures really of anybody, or if they were, they had a camera and you knew it. There was none yeah. of, there was none of the other stuff. So, you know, I had a wonderful experience. I was the SGA president when I was here. Um, I won the Tourist Fidelis Award, which is, you know, attributed to a graduate in the spring semester or, the, or in December as well. I was so very fortunate. That is also, too, where I learned 
through service what you can do. And so I, I spent a lot of time serving the student body, obviously as the SGA president, and in other roles through my sorority and you know through the other honors programs that I was a part of. And that mirrors a lot of what I do now, or I, I can use a lot of that information because I know this campus and I know its heartbeat so well that I can I can share that now in the messaging that I tell, tell externally. And that's what I do. So I think, you know, what better way to market this community, this college to the, the globe than to have somebody, and most of us in university communications and marketing have at least one degree from UNA. So we know it and we can tell those stories and we can tell them from the heart. And that makes a difference. Students, prospective students see that and they want to hear that when they choose to come here, that they're going to, they're, experience will mirror that too and it does it does my daughter's here my older daughter goes to school here she's having a great time her, her experience is totally different but she's having a great time good i'm glad to hear that she's an art student right she is she's an art student very talented oh that's awesome that's amazing okay okay so that's great too um, and you also mentioned earlier, uh, I was going to get into, you know, that you are the director of communications and marketing. And you said that, you know, your, your responsibilities, well, can you just kind of elaborate more on your responsibilities as a director? Oh, sure, 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 sure. So as a director or communications and marketing for the university, we handle several areas, web development, which means the una.edu, mm -hmm. um, as well as social media for the university itself. That primarily comes out of that team of four people. We have graphic design. So if it has the university logo on it, it will have come out of our office. Then we have a university photographer slash videographer, and she is at campus events and taking videos. And if you see them on the website or on social media, she will have been the one to produce and edit those. And then you have my office, which is sort of the hub. And so we function as a newsroom, we function as a marketing firm, and we function as a crisis communication firm, and we function as a web design firm. So all of those functions are happening within this office. And we're one of the few areas of campus, Tyler, that we, we, we are all over campus. We're not just within our department or our area. We are internal and we're external. So we handle communications that come in and then we handle those that go out. So everything kind of hubs through here. Hmm. I like well, we, to think of us as a hub and spokes, you know, we're kind of, <laughs> we're yeah. moving everywhere. So, but the well, wheel must ro ro rotate. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, what would you say a day, a uh, day in the life would be like as uh, in your office? Oh, uh, I, it varies. Um, <laughs> so I'll just say more in a more average vein, it's if we have got media that's going out, I'll use Founders Day as an example. We had media on campus for Founders Day, and then we also had the ribbon cutting for the Ander Anderson College of Nursing and Health Professions. Mm -hmm. well, that meant that we had photography on hand, but we also had media visitors on hand. So we had to have photography happening. We had to have the graphic design to get all that promotion out there and done. Then we had to have our web folks and our social media folks posting and updating as all this was happening. And then I was serving as sort of the ringleader and the master of ceremonies to get the stories told and out and done all on that same day, a day that also included snow. 
so we were also we had a news a breaking news story when we had snow that day and we couldn't have expected that so it just threw a wrench in it but it worked out fine yeah that's amazing i, I said typical tyler uh, in um quotes typical yeah because like you said it varies from time to time yeah wow that's really cool, you know, though. Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to do this for a day and just see what it's like? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And I also, uh, uh, I know that we're kind of jumping all over the place, uh, but I did want to ask you, because I know that you mentioned it earlier, yeah. about, um, you know, you had, you've won many awards for your time as a journalist. And I wanted to know specifically, when you won what's called the prestigious news writing sweepstakes award. I wanted to know like more about that. Um, I believe that was for my religion series. Is that right? Is that what your research was for? I think it said that it was for a 21 year old woman who was in some sort of home, I believe. Oh, yes. Okay. So yes, I will tell you about the story. So Haley Emmons, she's still alive with us today. I'm still her friend on Facebook. Um, she, in the state of Alabama, there is no, there's no catch network for people who have physical or developmental disorders after they finish the regulation years of high school. So if they don't have parents to care for them or any place that's suitable for them to go, the only option in the state of Alabama is that they go and live in a nursing home. And so imagine being a 21 or 22 year old, you have finished high school because if, if you fall into that category, Tyler, you can go to high school until you're 21. But imagine then having no parents able to take care of you or no siblings, or they don't have the financial means to take care of you and you end up in a nursing home as a 21 year old. And that's exactly what happened to her because there was no one who was able to care for her at home and there was nothing for her at home. So she was in a nursing home and I wrote this story about this gap in coverage in the state of Alabama. I mean, this just isn't Florence, this just isn't Huntsville. It's all of Alabama and a lot of states have this problem that there's nothing for these individuals and there's nothing wrong with them. They just need a little extra help. And so when I wrote the story, some other, um, other folks locally, wonderful people, Donna and Judson Emmons, they went to the nursing home and went about the process of adopting Haley and bringing her home. So there was the second element to that story. We talked about the problem, these people acted on it, and then we got to write the second next story and we covered that whole next year of her life as a regular 20 something year old. And I mean, it changed her life. It changed her life. And Donna, I'm friends with all of them. And Donna said, she said, it's because you wrote that. And I'm like, no, you're the one who adopted her. I, I just wrote the story. I did not go to the nursing home and adopt her, but she did. My heavens. I mean, these people were connected because of what I wrote. Yeah. So yeah, kind of crazy. That is really crazy. And beautiful, too. I think so, too. That is really beautiful. That is actually really amazing. I never, I didn't read the story, so like hearing that now, it's like, that's actually like really amazing. And you know, the sad thing, Tyler, is that that state of affairs still exists. Mm -hmm. um, we still don't have a catchment 
for these individuals in a lot of states and there's nothing, there's nowhere for them to go. There's nothing for them to do. And that's, that's not okay. That needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. How is she doing these days? If you can say. <laughs> She's doing really well. Um, she goes on vacations. She, you know, she lives lives. She has friends. She's on Facebook. I mean, she's living a life that you would hope that she would live at this time in her life. She's not in a nursing home bed. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, I do. I do. I. Uh, I really hope that you do take responsibility because I mean, honestly, if you didn't write that piece, they wouldn't have known. But I, like you said, like thank the heavens that they did act upon that. But you had a huge hand in helping that happen. So like, that's amazing. Well, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm blessed that I was able to do that and to tell her story. And she was so open and honest. And she is a delightful human being. Haley is a very sweet, sweet woman. And I I'm delighted to know them all. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I hope they see this. I hope they do, too. When I get the link, I'll have to send it to them. Haley will call me. She's like, you were going to talk about me and you didn't <laughs> tell me? Yeah, you got to show her this. You have yeah, to. Yeah, I will. I totally will. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So can you tell us more about your time serving as a councilwoman and like what your plans are now that you've been reelected in August? Sure. So obviously service is job number one for me. And I also like to be very accessible to the residents of the district. You know, um, they'll text, they'll call, they'll send me Facebook messages. And sometimes it's a simple thing like, hey, can you get the officers to patrol in my neighborhood? We're noticing bikes being stolen. Other times, like just weekend back, I had a gentleman um, in another part of the district email me and say, I'm having really low water pressure. Can you help me with this? And so we've already started the process to get him bigger pipes and to fix a leaky valve. So the process is working. But that's, you know, accessibility and then action. Those are the things that make the most difference because if do you i'm sorry this is a little personal do you live in florence yes ma'am <laughs> where do you mind telling your listeners and viewers where you live oh no that's okay. okay i live on the west side of florence i live in the bellamy apartments oh great so your representative is katrina simmons mm -hmm. uh, and she is a dear friend on the council of mine but it's important that you and the other residents of your area know that so that if you have challenges or issues, you know who to call. And so that's that's what I believe is my mission now. I'm available, I am accessible, I am helpful, and I'm going to actively work to get these problems solved. And I mean, that's all, that is my job. As long as everybody knows how the role that they play, we can get that taken care of. Yes. Yeah. So it does, it's not a grand platform, but being accessible and knowing how to act on their behalf, that's not easy either. So it's taken four years to learn, and now I feel much more prepared to do. Of course, yeah. And I do think that really speaks to, uh, you know, I, I think that that's a really important thing because I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you told us, you know, who we were able to call because I'm sure that a lot of people, because I didn't know, you know, and I'm sure that a lot of people my age and younger, they, they probably don't know these things as well. Exactly. So I, I think it's a really important thing, you know, to, and, and I think it, it, like this platform, you know, I'm not huge on like 
knowledge of uh, you know public administration and stuff like that. But I understand that it's really important to know, and I think that if a lot of people know, you can then it'll be easier for you to, like you said earlier, you said like you're the you're the bridge because uh, service and the residents, and you can like help them. And mm-hmm. I think that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that really shows how uh, uh, we. As uh, the citizens, we do need to do our due diligence in knowing who our elected officials are and knowing who we're supposed to call uh, in order to get these problems fixed. So I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, and you know, Tyler, too, it's a great way to see your government in action. It's easy to feel disconnected from it at the federal level. You know, we've seen some wonderful historical events take place this week, an inauguration and the pomp and circumstance that goes along with having a new um, new president in the White House and a new administration. And that's wonderful to see. But that feels very disconnected from our day to day lives because it doesn't trickle down quite the same way. But in Florence, your government works very much like it does at the federal level. You have a council, which is your um, you have your legislative body. That's your council. You have your executive branch, which is your mayor, and then we have a judicial. We have a city court. So we have all the components, but the things we do and the the way we act and um, legislate through resolutions and ordinances does directly impact your life and your ability. Um, Speed limits, and if you want speed bumps, and um, if you needed a, a bigger pipe, you know, for your water, all of those things directly affect you. Whereas, you know, that federal level, as important necessary as it is, doesn't quite have the same effect. So it's a bit of civics 101, but it's your government in action. So if you understand how it works at the local level, it'll be really like mind blown, you know, federal level. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. My mind has been blown, honestly. Oh, Tyler, you're very kind. <laughs> um, okay. All right, cool. Great. So I wanted to also ask you about um, about your husband, about yeah. um, Mr. Jeff. Jeffrey Eubanks. Yes. Yeah, he went by Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, I unfortunately I never got to meet him, um, and but I've heard and researched, and people love him like so yes. much. And uh, I just want you to like for the people that haven't got to meet him or anything like that. I just want you to like tell us about how he was and how he's impacted. Because he's impacted a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And this is where you're going to get me. I'm sorry. Take your time. You know, I'm totally and always ready to talk about Jeff. <laughs> without a doubt. Um, so... Years because I feel like we lost him too soon. Mm. But in his heart, Jeff was a teacher and he loved to mentor and to teach others the skills that he had. And it made him a wonderful chef because people would come to his kitchen and they might not know, they might know, not know a chef's knife from a boning knife from um, a sous vide. They might not know those things, but through the time they would spend with him, they would learn and they would grow in that role and they would find in him a friend. 
somebody who, if they did not have a ride to work, he would go and get them or he would take them home. And that speaks to the heart of who, um, who he was. And how he cared deeply for people at whatever level they were at. You know, it didn't matter to him. If someone needed help, they knew they could depend on Jeff to do that. And he was going to do it in a loving and a caring and a compassionate and a kind way. It's just who he was. And so the, um, the program naming is so significant, Tyler, because it puts the heart of what he felt for helping people into reality of the cooking and the and the magic of the program and the culinary magic that he did as a profession and as a career and you know i mean there's a lot about him too that he he loved what he did and so it was it was work yes because there was a lot of physicality to cooking i mean there's no two ways about that kitchens are hot <laughs> they're hard places to be i don't know if you've ever worked in a kitchen but oh my goodness oh yes ma'am they are the wild west are they not <laughs> yes <laughs> no rules no rules apply and um and so it's work and it's that you're in this rigorous environment but it was also pursuing that passion because he knew when people ate his food that it brought them some joy and it brought them some it brought them some happiness and it 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 made a difference so he was wonderful and we actually met at una and we have a wonderful love story i just don't know if i can tell it i just don't know if i can tell it to you today but it's really beautiful um and so this university changed my life and and it um because it allowed me to meet him and him to meet me and then again it comes full circle with the naming of this program for him it's absolutely perfect and i'm i'm honored beyond belief at the kindnesses that people have shown and said about this wonderful man that I was blessed to call my husband and father of my children. I was really, really lucky. It's okay for you to cry too. <laughs> I want to, I'm sorry, I'm not, <laughs> I really want to, this is really, oh man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, we, we met here. We met at, um, the first time he saw me, he would have told you was in the, um, the performance center of the Galat University Center, and he could have told you what I was wearing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, um, and he leaned over to his fraternity brother, and he said, I'm going to marry that girl one day. It's that classic story. And um, I learned this years later, and, it, and his fraternity brother said, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> she is in a relationship with somebody else and they've been dating for a long time and he said oh no I will be marrying her and so 
we did and it was just a few short years later that we were married and um and then made our home and our lives here in florence yeah miss michelle that is really beautiful yeah it's a yeah that that was love at first sight for sure for sure it was beautiful and again i was so lucky i am so lucky that's right wow that is absolutely amazing and i just uh you know hearing you say this it's like it really is full circle you know and it's beautiful it's yeah. like it's that's what it is it's full circle like you know this university you guys both started here you met here you made a family here and then now years later you know you made a family uh and both of you fought do what you love you know and that's absolutely amazing and both of you are so kind and nice and he uh, was so kind and nice that he's able to the very thing that he was passionate in and loved so much, he's able to leave a legacy, his literal yes. name behind, so that yes. other people that didn't, like me, and, or people that uh, go into the culinary program that did never met him, they'll now know who he is and know his name. And, and, and he'll be pursuing his passion uh, even beyond. And I just think that's like, that's, a, that's amazing. I can't even believe I'm hearing this right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, um that's what's so absolutely beautiful about it. And, um, and so it, it's, I, I'm humbled in a way that humbled feels not enough of a word, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't fully describe just how incredible I, I think that that is. And exactly as you put it, Tyler, very, very well said. I can't, I can't say it any better than what you just said. Thank you. Beautiful. That, that is that's amazing i'm so glad that i'm here to hear this right now and i do apologize um i never want to like you know make you feel any type of uncomfortable or anything um no believe me i love talking about jeff it's just it's hard sometimes of course of course i understand thank you so much for sharing that with us that was really nice and and I'm sure that a lot of people will be able to benefit from hearing this because this is something that you would, and I know I keep saying it, but it's really true. Like, you know, you and this story, it's all very inspirational. And I feel like I can, I feel like it's real, you know, because um, a lot of times, you know, I, I don't know what people are going through, but, you know, you just feel like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if anybody will ever love me. I don't know if I'll ever find the love of my life, but you've done all of those things. And it's, so it's real. It can happen. It can and does happen every day. Um, you just, you know, looking back, it's really just, it's just being open to those things as we've talked about. Being open to what, what life can show you and, and give to you if you are willing to follow through with them. I mean, you know, I mean, it, you know this, careers are never easy. There's never a 100% easy time. Marriages are never 100% easy. If they were, you would never appreciate the good days. You know, you would never appreciate, um, you know, the sunny days as opposed to the cloudy ones if all we ever had was sunshine. 
so you've got, you know, you have to understand and know that we have to roll with that, roll with those punches, and then and know that there's this bigger, brighter thing that we have, and to appreciate and accept that. And that's what the gift is. And then when you think about my older daughter being here and our younger daughter, Allie, she is already talking about being in her father's program. She wants to follow in his footsteps. So what, what a capstone will that be when that happens? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it can and does happen, Tyler. It's waiting for you. I promise you. <laughs> That is awesome to hear. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I did want to ask if it's okay with you. I did want to ask you more about the ceremony that will be taking place. Uh, okay. Because it hasn't happened yet. Right. It's happening on the fifth, um, the fifth of February, and um, it will take place in the building that the university has in Tuscumbia. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a, oh gosh, what do they call those? Like a, a showplace kitchen, a demonstration kitchen. It's got one of those in there. So we know that there will have some culinary events that take place in there, even though it will be the home to the program itself. That will be at the Connie D. McKinney building. And so that, but the event will be over there and, um, and it will just be that official event. And there will be some folks that Jeff worked with at the Marriott there and some of his fraternity brothers and, you know, it'll be exactly perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And no finger foods, you know, we're still in a pandemic, which is yeah. odd for a culinary program. But, um, but yeah, so we'll have that lovely event over there. And from then on, Tyler, it will be the Jeff Eubanks Culinary Arts Management Program. And it will, that will be forevermore what it is. And I'm just, Again, I can't wait for that day because I'm so excited to see it evolve like that and to see his name like that. I can't wait. No, I know. That's such an evolution. Like, I know we keep saying it, but it truly is beautiful. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And I'm, again, very thankful because so many people gave to the fund after Jeff passed that allowed this to happen. I mean, they didn't have to do that. But again, it's as you said, it's a testament to him and his career and his legacy that we were even able to do this. Mm -hmm. And it funded so quickly. Um, the funds were in, the, the minimum they needed were in um, last year. This is not still active. People are still giving, but it's fully funded. And that's amazing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. But it's so Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He never did anything halfway. It was a hundred percent or not at all. We're gonna do yeah. it all the way. So oh. he did. He did. He sure did. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's amazing. Okay. Well, uh, it appears that I have ran the course of the questions, but I do. I, there was something that I wanted to ask you earlier, but I can't remember what it was. Um. Is there anything else that you would like to say that uh, it's on your mind? Well, um, Tyler, if you don't mind about the reading list, I would like to send you those books. And I would also be honored if you would include some of Jeff's favorite cookbook titles. I'll send you that as well. Of course. Um, that way people, if maybe they're, um, if they're thinking about cooking or maybe they don't 
they want a little something different, these might be some that give them some inspiration. And I would love to include those with you. And I'll include five from him and five from me if I can email those to you. Of okay? course, please. Because I'd like to go back. There's some nonfiction books I love too. And I want to make sure to include those as well because there's, you know, as an English major, total book nerd. And I own that all day long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would like to do that. When will this air? This will be airing next Thursday. Uh, today is the 22nd, so it should be uh, live next Thursday. It'll be on Spotify, it'll be on <laughs> iTunes, uh, and it'll also be on Podbean. And, uh, of course, you know, the video, uh, I don't know if the video is going to be up on YouTube, but uh, the audio, audio will be available at those uh, sites that I listed. Okay, then I'll be sure to get you those lists early enough so that you can include them when it posts and I will be sure to share it because I can't wait. I can't wait to um, to tell people about this wonderful interview. Yes, thank you. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I uh, Okay, I do want to ask as just a general question, just to kind of cap things off. I want yeah. to know what your plans were for the year of 2021. Oh, gosh. Um, I think for 2021, I'm I'm looking for a little bit of normal, a little bit of, I don't want, I'm not looking for fireworks, <laughs> I'm not looking for abnormal or unusual or um, any of that. I'd like a little bit, I think I'd like a little of normal um, and a lot of kindness. I'd like to be able to give and receive both normal and kindness and love and sweetness. Um, and I'd like to have some, you know, some additional personal growth and development, um, some things that I can do and to learn for myself, some maybe new hobbies and to travel a little bit, to do some things that I think we all missed out on in 2020 and, um, and that I really missed. So I'd like that. That's amazing. That I and I know that you're gonna get that. You're you're gonna do a lot of traveling. You're gonna do a lot of uh, <laughs> reflexive. I mean, reflective work and stuff. And I think that's gonna be absolutely amazing. And I think that a lot of people have the same things in mind. Honestly, uh, I know I do. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be a great year for us. It's gonna be amazing. And I just uh, I just hope that you don't overwork yourself because I know that you're a very busy lady and I don't want you, you know, to be overwhelmed, but I'm sure that you're probably not, you know. I do, I do take plenty of time to rest and to read. I promise you that. I got to recharge the batteries, right? As you well know. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's For good sure. to hear. Yes. Okay. Well, it looks like we've made it. Yes. We've made it to the end of the episode. It has been a pleasure I, I don't really want to end this episode, but I kind of have to. Uh, but I, I've enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I hope that this won't be the last time that we talk, and I hope that this won't be the last time that we see you. Um, and I do, again, want to thank you for all the stories that you've shared and taking this time to really talk to us to let us get to know you better. Sure. Tyler, I'm honored, really, truly honored and humbled. And I thank you. And I'm happy to return anytime I can be of service to you or your podcast. My heart. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to plug, like any social medias or anything like that? Um, no, of course, follow the university pages, follow my, um, my political pages at Michelle Rupi Banks. Um, be kind to each other, be loving to each other. 
be good people. I encourage people to do those things and we'll all be better for it. Yes. Yes. Ditto. Exactly. Well, this has been another episode of the UNA Soda Pop podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Hankins. We're signing out. Don't forget to uh, follow our social media as well. By the way, I don't think I mentioned, did I mention? Okay. I didn't mention. Oh my gosh. I didn't mention. Uh, (laughs) Mark is still here. Okay. Mark is just more behind the scenes right now because he works a lot. Okay. He does so much. So I've, uh, you know, I, I needed to step up and I needed to, uh, fulfill that uh, that part for him because you know he does quite a bit for the podcast. He has been for so long since it started, so you might be seeing a lot more of uh, interviews like this where it'll be just me and a guest. So don't worry. And you know, Selena, she graduated last semester. Uh, it's really bittersweet, uh, but she's still doing well. She's got she got plenty of plans like you know to release music and to do more things and we're excited and we can't wait to see what's in store for all of us i'm not trying to talk your head off but uh this has been another episode uh please stay safe and we will see you next week bye (laughs) hey guys make sure to check out all of our social medias Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future. This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.